The sermon for Ash Wednesday is based on the Gospel of St. Matthew, chapter 11, verses 20 to 30. The sermon is entitled, Sitting in Dust and Ashes. Grace, mercy, and peace from God our Father and our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. Today we begin our 40-day journey in the season of Lent with ashes imposed on our forehead. A clear signal of how this season begins with ashes on our forehead. So what is this season about? That's right, sitting in dust and ashes. And as we studied Jonah a few years ago, the book of Jonah, the Lord called him to preach the word of repentance to the city of Nineveh. And yes, stubborn Jonah would need many reminders, especially being in the belly of a great fish. There he realized finally that he needed to do this very thing that the Lord called him to do. And there he preached to Nineveh and he said, yet 40 days and Nineveh shall be overthrown. The wake up call to all the Ninevites, even the king. This great city that once trusted in themselves, in their own idolatry, in their own pagan gods. And there in their sin, as they saw it, they believed in God. And they would repent as they would cover themselves in sackcloth and ashes. Yes, the ashes, a sign of repentance. A sign that shows us our true depravity. Our true portrait of who we are ever since the fall. The words from Genesis 3, the true consequence of sin, as our Lord said, for you are dust, and to dust you shall return. In Matthew 11, in our gospel text today, Jesus denounces the cities as though, they had, as though he had shown them his mighty works, as he has done all these miracles and he has taught them, still they did not repent. And there he gave them the woes. Chorazin, to Bethsaida, Capernaum. The woes of their denial, the woes of their rejection, that even the most unlikeliest of cities... Even they would repent, tire inside, and they would. And they would, too, be in sackcloth and ashes. Again, sitting in dust and ashes. Even as we read Job this evening, who had the good life. Many children, he was prosperous, he had many livestock, so much earthly possession, but yet in a blink of an eye, it was taken away. He was afflicted physically with sores and, and boils. And there the Lord remi- would remind him how fragile this life would be, that suffering would ensue in his life. And as we read in Job chapter 30, what does it say? God has cast me into the mire, and I've become like dust and ashes. Again, sitting in dust and ashes. And today, as I see every one of you covered with these ashes on your forehead, 
What do we see? You know, when we look at Chorazin and Bethsaida, we look at them and say, how could they not see the sign? Jesus performing all these mighty acts, yet they could not see the sign. They did not turn and repent. But yet, as we see the ashes on our forehead, it is a humble reminder that we too fall short. That in our nature, our nature does not want to examine ourselves. Our nature does not want to go to the mirror of the law. Our nature wants nothing to do with the word of corruption. Because honestly, my friends, we tell ourselves what? I'm good. I mean, I know what the Ten Commandments say, but I'm a pretty good person. And we tell ourselves, no, I'm above these ashes. These ashes are for everyone else but me. And our smug and self-righteous chatter is always in the way. This even with these ashes on our forehead. How our self-righteousness says, like Chorazin, like Bethsaida, I need no, nothing of repentance. No, the devil says, corruption, don't worry about that. You got this all figured out by yourselves. But yet we are here today together. What are we? Sitting in dust and ashes. Reminding us truly what we're really dealing with. It's the insidious reality of this disease that is known as sin. The greatest disease ever known to man. Because simply put, sin is not just a mistake. Right? It's not something that we can just kind of override by our own goodness. No, sin is the anchor that has befallen all the world where the floodgates would follow as death's door would open and the chasm between God and man would be. That's why we're here. Because of the fall into sin, sitting in dust and ashes. These ashes remind us simply, (laughs) it strips us away from everything of ourselves. These ashes indicate there are no words. There are no pleas to justify. There are no excuses that will grant us clemency in front of God. Sitting in dust and ashes shows us the stark portrayal of who we truly are in our sin. We're all in this together, my friends. No one is better than the other. No one is more righteous than the other. We are sinners. We are beggars. We are the broken. We are the poor in spirit. Sitting in dust and ashes shows us that we absolutely deserve nothing at all. Grace, mercy, and peace do we, do we deserve these words from God? Because when we assess the mirror of the law in our hearts and mind, when we examine our hearts, we know what we deserve. You know, sitting in dust and ashes shows us it's not about you or me. 
It's not about our ascent to God or our human efforts to be closer to him. No, it shows us that apart from our Lord, apart from his word, we are hopeless. We are lost. We are living in futility in this human endeavor. Sitting in dust and ashes shows us our mortality. It shows us that the grave is real. You know, death was not the natural course for our first parents before the fall. They had life forever. Yet because of sin that entered the world through the one man's disobedience, the grave came to be. The grave words, remember that you are dust, and to dust you shall return. Just as we read in Psalm 51, as King David confessed in the Psalms, I was brought forth in iniquity, and in sin did my mother conceive me. Born into sin he was, born into sin you are. And this is what it means to sit in dust and ashes. A time where we stop in all the busyness of life. And strip away all the misconceptions of who we really are. To see the nakedness of our sin and what it has brought for you and me. That in the the midst of all the idols, all the chatter, all the priorities, all the busyness, all the excuses, all the sufferings, griefs, and strife. All this points to our Dust and ashes, all manifesting from sin. See, friends, we can't band-aid this sin ourselves. We can't just make a tourniquet and somehow just make the bleeding stop. All in hopes of taking away our pains and our suffering. We, we, we can't flee to our earthly comforts as if that will be the salve, this short fix for an eternal grave problem. No. Sitting in dust and ashes, look around. We're all in this together, my friends. We're all sinners. We all face mortality. But we are all in this together. Because for all of us, all we have is the merciful hand of our Lord. Nothing of ourselves. All of our Lord all of his promises, all of his word. That as we sit in the dust and ashes, our Lord gives us these words in our gospel reading. And you know what I'm going to say right now. You know what I'm going to say. Because this is our gracious invitation. Come to me, all who labor and heavy laden and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. See, for Job, in the depths of his suffering, suffering, we do not know when we look at Job. Job faced so much suffering. Yet as Chris played in the introduction, I know my Redeemer lives. Those were the words that he would say. 
For I know that my Redeemer lives, and at the last he will stand upon the earth. As we sit in this dust and ashes, so it is for you. In the sign of the cross, the very cross to which St. Paul says God made him to be sin, who knew no sin, so that in him we might become the righteousness of God. God does not leave you in these ashes. But rather, He sends His only begotten Son to be your Redeemer. To wipe your sin clean. All by His own blood. Every one of your sins, our Lord laid down His life for you. Because helpless we are with these ashes. Yet by our Lord's grace... He is your helper. He is your advocate. He is your savior. He is the one who carries you over from death to life. Helpless we are in these ashes. Yet our Lord stands in your place, stands in your death, bearing your sin. He is your redeemer. He forgives you of all your sins by his cross-saving work. Yes, these ashes say we are helpless, that we are sinners. But our Lord's grace abounds. Because not only does Jesus die in your place, but he rises for you. Resurrection indicates that we rise above these ashes. That your triumph is of Christ, your victory over your sin, your victory over your death. You have victory over the power of the devil all by the empty tomb that we rise above all by the resurrection of our Lord. Every guilt, every shame, even the grave, our Lord rescues us. And though we are helpless in these ashes, grace, mercy, and peace are yours. These words you did not earn. These words were given to you. You know, it's interesting, isn't it? After the fall, what did the Lord do? They would know. God provided them garments of skin to clothe them. He didn't leave them out in the lurch. He provided for them the robe. And so it is for you. You have the robe the robe of righteousness in your baptism. Therefore, as St. Paul says in our reading this night, if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. The old has passed away. Behold, the new has come. All this is from God, who through Christ reconciled us to himself. All this. Not you, not me. No credit from us. But all this from God, who through Christ reconciled us to himself. So what is this season about? As we sit in dust and ashes, the season points to Jesus. All this, he saves, he delivers, he reconciles, and though we are muddied by our sin, there Christ muddies himself. He comes to the world. 
and he dies for sinners. He dies for you. Amen. May the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, guard your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. Amen. Thanks for listening to the Midweek Lenten Sermon from Faith Lutheran Church in Moorpark, California. For more information, visit us on the web at faithmoorpark.com.